0: Hope you're having a great December. Uh, Merry Christmas to everyone out there. Uh, Thanks again for taking a listen. Uh, Today we're going to continue just diving into my past views on relationships, my experiences, and how they've kind of formed who Flo is today. Uh, We're going to focus in on uh, Flo's years at college, specifically freshman to junior year, and just the things that... uh, or going through my brain then the internal battle now that I was wanting to change but couldn't do it on my own. And then what I thought was a end to something good actually was something that needed to happen, it's something that I'm so thankful for. Let's get into it. <laughs> So I grew up in Southern California, and I got to go to college uh, on the eastern side of Washington State. Talk about a culture shock. Um, I went from palm trees to evergreens. I went to always 80 degrees to learning what feels like temperature was and wind chill was and that it could be dark by 4 p.m. I went from, uh, smoggy air, not being able to see the mountains to just waves of wheat fields, just as far as I could see. Um, so not only was my external setting, uh, different and new, um, so was the friendships that got to form. So was the relationships, um, just learning, uh, what it was like to interact with, with people my age, uh, whether it was, um, how to make friends on my dorm room floor or whether it was, uh, getting to know girls that, uh, weren't from Southern California, weren't, um, what I was, uh, always just around, um, people from all over the place, which was really cool. Um, so yeah, here's, here's Flo freshman year. Uh, Back during this time, Instagram may have been around, but it was definitely uh, a lot of texting, uh, getting into Facebook a little more. Um, My friends were really into Twitter. I just had no idea how to use the thing. So the digital age, the social media was definitely, I'd say, the landscape was being formed. I didn't spend too much time there um, reaching out to people. It was more texting friends back home. And then getting to know the, the new friends, the classmates, the people around me there at Washington State. And it was also during this time that I was wrestling aware of this this addiction. Addiction to porn, uh, addiction to sexual sin that was no longer, oh, this is just something to turn to, it just makes me feel good, uh, no big deal. To, man, like, is it possible to stop? is it possible to just end this? Uh, I think, I think there's something, uh, inside of me that, that knows it's wrong, but at the same time, it just is waiting. them out or feel good. Um, I was also learning about a relationship with God versus being part of a religion. And I think that added to the, the feeling like I was being pulled in two directions. Um, like, man, maybe, maybe a life walking with Jesus isn't supposed to involve these things. Um, I think I, ha- and then that transformed it to, I think I have to clean myself up first before I could fully dive into this Jesus thing and, and to learn more, to be a part of that group. Quote unquote, I need to clean myself up first. I need to clean up my act. I need to wear my Sunday best, both <laughs> appearance wise and internally that, or maybe even I was like, man, if, if I just think or pray hard enough, maybe like a switch, everything's gonna be easy. The addiction's gonna be gone. And so freshman to junior year was, was these three years of just wrestling, trying to beat this addiction on my own. Internally just, just a mess, just torn. And I'd go maybe a couple days to a week without dabbling into that addiction, without turning back to that. And then that day when I turned back, just the minutes that followed, just feeling the worst person in the world, feeling like the worst person in the world, feeling like I failed again and again and again and again. And for me, what I, what I tried to do was like, okay, this is the last time I turned to dates on a calendar, especially holidays, especially um, major um, celebrations, be it Christmas, be it Easter, be it 4th of July, Halloween, birthday, uh, first day of a school year, first day back home. I justify looking again at those things on those dates so that I could say, ah, there, here's where I'm putting my flag in the ground. Here's the date the last time flow falls to this addiction. Here's the date. Here's the strength. I put all the power in those dates in myself only to create another one. As quickly as I put up a flag on a certain date, I would take that flag down quicker and move it to a different date. But again, just feeling like I failed over and over and over again And internally, this is going on externally. There are some awesome things happening in my life. Um, I got introduced to a Christian organization on campus called Young Life. A lot of you may know about it. A lot of people that may be listening, that's how our friendships formed. Thankful to God for this. For the group of people that came into my life through that. Some strong brotherhoods formed. I still talk to today. And so externally, just just starting to to realize there's something more, there's other um, um, things that I could be a part of. There is different thoughts to be had. There's different ways to pursue Jesus or be loved by Jesus, to love others, to be loved by, uh, to love others and to be loved by them. So externally, some awesome things are coming up. Internally, I was failing again and again when it came to just. Wanting to be done with this addiction, but yet turning back because I wanted to feel good. Because I wanted the stress to go away. Because I wanted to um, take matters into my own hands. Wanting to feel significant. Junior year, I would say that was the year of just like that feeling of wanting it to be done, wanting to be over was at its highest. And so I'd go really strongly, maybe a a couple weeks to a month, maybe a couple months to just dabbling back into and just that weight was getting heavier and heavier my junior year. And so I thought maybe, okay, externally, I'm dabbling more into uh, godly friendships, more activities. Um, I, I, I could do this. I could beat this sin on my own but it also led me to think that if I ever got into a relationship with maybe someone in that community, that Christian community, that it'd just be good. It'd just be pure just because I know God or know of God. <laughs> but no. junior year was also the one and only year I had a college girlfriend. And again, I had this assumption that it'd be like the flip of a switch that just because I was a believer and she was that nothing wrong could happen and it was just foolish thinking easy to convince myself that oh i'll just be different i won't be struggling with these things anymore i won't be struggling with porn i won't be struggling with sexual sin that this is just gonna happen instantaneously that i'm gonna be good but no any desires to maybe stand up and be a leader in that relationship or to seek god or or overpowered by my internal desires and cravings the flesh as it refers to in the bible but more just my my habits my uh pathways i had built my brain of what i wanted to spend my time doing and so maybe i had the hope that things would be different but what was manifesting what came to be was was not love was not pure was not um flow fighting for the highest good in that relationship and by the grace of god and and maybe this is most evident where that phrase intersected in my life and pierced my heart in the most powerful loving way by the grace of god she had the maturity, she had the spiritual maturity, the insight, the strength, the confidence to bring it up and tell, tell me that we should take a break, that we need to break up, that this isn't the relationship that we both hope for. And I remember that that night just going home like, Oh, like that, that sucks. Like, uh, again, feeling like I failed, right? A guy, uh, it's easy to think success or fail. And here was something that, in the moment, I didn't know it was the grace of God. I I, maybe was hopeful. I'm, I'm an optimistic person at heart, so maybe there was this little hint of, like, okay, like something good could come on us. But it happened a couple of days later. It was within that, that those fallen weeks that just to be able to look back and, and again, I right before entering that relationship, I was feeling the most weight I ever had in my life of wanting to rip, be rid of this addiction, wanting to know this Jesus guy a little more, thinking that I had to clean myself up, thinking it had to be my strength to to remove this thing out of my life, and then going into the relationship, it was it was prevalent, it was the elephant in the room, and then the relationship ended and just gave me the space, to just look back and. what just came to mind was a simple prayer of God, whether it's this person and I get back together or not, I don't know. But what I do know is that I don't want to be the man of God I think I should be. I want to be the man of God you want me to be. I didn't know what I was praying. I I I had this hope. I, it was this moment of yielding to God. This moment of I have this tiny 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 probably fraction faith of a mustard seed, tiny fraction of that mustard seed, but but I'm handing it to you. The following weeks and months and year of 2011 was God showing up and saying, I'll take that little fractions of a mustard seed. I'll take that. Walk with me. Looking back, being able to to, 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 to share this right now, a couple things come to mind. One, I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that the spirit is leading me to, to talk about the series, have this certain episode, talk about this this experience in my life, most likely 10 years from the date of when that conversation happened with that with that girlfriend to where she had the maturity to step up and say something. Because I remember it was um, right around dead week, right around a week before finals week, which would have been around this time, December 11th through the 18th. And that was 10 years ago, 10 years ago, friends, let alone 2011, but from 2011, 2020, to live a life that I thought was impossible, that I thought only felt too good to be true. It started with that prayer. It started with that prayer. The other thing is I look back and it was probably my own prodigal son moment. Something that has led me to, to try to put more content out there is just looking at a story in Luke 15 where Jesus tells a story to the ones here listening. Someone had asked him, why do you hang out with sinners and tax collectors? Why do you eat with them? Why do you associate with them? Why do you spend time with them? Why do you have a relationship with them? And Jesus tells a couple different stories and ends it by this long Longer story of a son kind of disrespecting his father in a big way, and yet the son returns kind of yielding, giving up control, hoping for something different, and his father welcomes him back with open arms at a party. Looking back on my own life, that moment in 2010, that prayer and the year to follow was me walking back And God seeing me and running to embrace me. And here I was thinking I had to clean myself up first. He said, no. Just come be with me. Come be with me. Freshman year to junior year of college. To the first half of junior year. Was pretending to play the christian and at the halfway point of my junior year realized <laughs> it's much more than being part of a religious group it's being open with this with this Jesus guy letting his spirit letting his word transform things in my life i'm excited to share what 2011 looked like in the next episode. And so friends, I I haven't said it, um, plainly, um, whether, uh, you're listening and we're friends or acquaintances, or maybe I don't know you, or maybe I know you really well. If you are struggling or know someone who's struggling with porn, or maybe it's something else. And I get to like, just be a listening ear. Something I don't have first time experience with, but anything at all. I hope my story is a reminder of hope that things by the grace of God can change and that you don't have to clean yourself up first. If we read the Bible for ourselves, you'll see a lot of people in there that come to Jesus and don't necessarily have a, here's my qualification card, here's my resume. Jesus never asks for those things. He invites them into a story. And there are a couple of people I'm thinking about as I say this. Like he asks them to do certain things out of faith. Go and sell their possessions and come follow me. Go sell their possessions and give to the poor. Come follow me. Come sit and listen to me. Come follow me. Come step out of faith. It doesn't make sense, I know. Come and see. And so the hope that things can change, oftentimes they start with a come and see. My moment for that was back in December 2010. All right, Lord, I'm going to stop trying to beat the sea on my own. I'm going to come and see what you're about. By the grace of God, it was a game changer because I trusted in the game changer. And so this Christmas season, I celebrate the birth of a king and that he would eventually live a life and die for me and be raised for me. So this moment in 2020, I could look at this little microphone and talk into it and share how he has transformed my life, how he is still transforming my life. Something I love, um, when the angels actually in, this is in, I believe Luke chapter one or two, an angel is sent to Mary to tell her what's about to happen. And to me, this is something that movies are made of. The angel tells Mary, and of his kingdom, this, this baby that has to be born in you, so to back up a little bit, he says, You have found favor with God, and you shall bear a son and call his name Jesus, and he will save his people. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And this is the part that gets me so jacked. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Other translations say his kingdom will be everlasting. Everlasting. And so I look at this mic and I think thousands of years later, I'm talking about him, what he's done, his love by the grace of God. It's affirmation of those words said by the angel of his kingdom. There will be no end. There's a lot of crazy things going on in the world that we live in. But his kingdom is still and will always be very active. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy to think that after all these years, people are still talking about him, still wondering, still arguing about him, still disbelief in him. But in order for someone to disbelieve something, it must be evident somewhere. else they wouldn't address it (laughs) that's just me thinking out loud (laughs) of his kingdom there will be no end his kingdom is grace and truth grace and truth thank you again so much for listening thank you for uh just being willing to hear my story And I'm excited to keep it going. I'm excited to share more. This is kind of the, to recap this, those freshmen and juniors at college was kind of like the, oh, this, this is my, this is inside of me. This sucks. (laughs) Uh, This can be uh, something I feel ashamed of, but God has flipped it upside down and said, this is something that's going to glorify me. So thanks for listening. Till next time.